This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right. I love the thumbs up. That's what we get from Eddie. What's up, Al? All right, I was listening to an interesting podcast yesterday, Jerry, and I thought you might like the topic. A listener had actually uh, sent me the podcast that uh, I think you might like it. It's a, a guy who's part of the Ringer podcast, which okay. is a, that Bill Simmons uh, owned. It's where JJ went, yes? Yeah. Okay. This guy's got a podcast called Plain English, and his name is uh, Derek Thompson. He does the interesting kind of pop culture-y type topics. Yeah. And it's quick, and it moves. And it's an enjoyable listen, so I thank the the listener who pointed this out to me. But daily or like weekly? Uh, it seems like weekly. Okay, it's definitely not daily. It seems like weekly. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I listened to a bunch of stuff from uh, the past couple months because they were again, and then they're only forty minutes long. Yeah. I listened to them on one and a half speed. Like I get through some stuff, but it was an interesting one yesterday about the music industry and and how they count uh, sales and charts, like how the how you get a record in the Billboard chart. Sure. And they were essentially saying that prior to 1991, that was the, the the delineation of the year. Prior to 1991, it was like completely made up. Made up? It was. They had no real data that because they were Because all the using. records were handwritten probably, right? Or, uh, because they didn't... What they How they would do it was Billboard had a number of record stores that they would call... To, and just ask, what are your biggest selling albums this week? Hmm. What do you got? And so they would they would tell you, oh, you know, this is selling big. This is, and they would get enough data, and they'd go, okay. So uh, basically, statistically, if enough people said this, we knew this was one. Correct. Wow. And it would change quite a bit. So like every two or three weeks, it would be a whole different chart. Yeah. Uh, and then in 1991, that's when SoundScan came in, which was... When you rang in, when you when somebody purchased a CD or record or cassette, they would hit it with the scanner. Boom! It goes into the computer. Now all of a sudden they knew, yeah, what records a, are being an sold. accurate portrayal, and it completely changed the popularity of the music music industry. Interesting. So prior to 1991, they said that some record stores, like let's say uh, now Born in the USA was a huge album, so I'm just using this as a name, right? But let's say they ordered so many Born in the USA's. And they weren't moving. Yeah. They might say, oh, Born in USA is a really popular. To hoping that it gets on the chart the so then people are interested. That's interesting. So what they found after 1991 was that there were two genres that were a lot more popular than were getting credit. 
So previously it was rock and roll. After the sound scan came in, country and hip hop. Yeah, I believe went that. through the roof. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, Garth Brooks was had was on the charts forever. No kidding. And that was the other thing they found is that the charts didn't change as much as previously. Like that, when people found something they, they liked, they stuck with it. They stuck with it. Well, but and but hip hop though, forget the charts. Really didn't become popular though. To, like I know it was around, but mid eighties, right? Would you say when it really yeah. started to become popular? But I think in this nineteen ninety one, and I could be off here by a couple of years, but I think nineteen ninety one is when like when when you started to hear Public Enemy for sure, um, uh, NWA, mm-hmm. and those were the ones that were selling records when people didn't know they were selling when when the vast majority of a rock well, and roll listeners didn't know they were selling. So records. here would be one then I would ask you about Run DMC. How did they do in the eighties? Because I feel like they were on the charts. They were. But only because of it at that time, probably because of Aerosmith. And they both did each other a favor. I know. I know the crossover in that song was huge. And it helped both because Aerosmith was dead was at, dead in the water at that point, too. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so it was kind of cool. Just like how once everything became electronic. It's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. But you also, I've heard this about the New York Times bestseller list. That they make it up. That it is not, that they just call around still. Even though we scan every purchase in to a computer. Right. So why would you waste time with that? That they just call around to a handful of very popular uh, stores that move a lot of product and ask them, what's selling? Hmm. But then it determines, because you might go into a bookstore. You and I are not voracious readers. But you might go in the bookstore and go, I want to get on a flight. I don't know what to get. Let me see what's on the bestseller. Let's see what people are reading. And it might be for geese. Yeah, because people aren't Fugazies. By the way, I don't think... I said this to my wife the other day, because yeah. Barnes & Noble and Homedale moved. Yeah. Oh, it did. Huge store. That was a big store. They moved into the shopping, the, the main part of the actual shopping center. It used okay. to be an out parcel right by the highway. Yes. Big standalone store. They moved inward and took over where Models used to be. Models went out of business there a year and a half ago. So they just took over. Big, you know, still big. Not like it was, but still big. And my wife's like, I didn't know they moved. I'm like, well, in fairness, neither one of us is buying books. I said, we both, when we do buy them, we actually buy them for our tablet or our phone digitally. Like, I don't remember the last physical book I bought, yet I've got seven or eight books on my phone that I read with these trips to Rutgers, for Rutgers. But I read them all on my phone or on my tablet. Yeah. And it's just like, so you don't even realize what's going on, what's on the New York Times. Although you can see it on Google Play. They'll show you the New York Times bestseller list, too. But, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting about these about charts. That? Yeah. And then I've, we've also heard from, like, things like uh, things that are in, like, the Apple Store mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you can pay to be I say I hate that on stuff. the, like, in, you could you and I could create an app, yeah. the Alan Jerry and app, can pay to and pay to be up bumped up. That's crap. Does it say promoted, though? Like, on Twitter, when stuff comes up and you're like, wow, why is that in my feed? Yeah. And then you look underneath it, you see promoted. Okay, yeah. well, they're, they're advertising. Does I don't it think, come up that way? No, I don't That's think it right. does. You know what podcast I'd actually like to do? I've thought about asking to do it. Not here. I'm on my own. Almost as therapy, in a way. I'd love to do a podcast with my wife about relationships. And then have different people as guests every week. If they're interested. Enough. Experts or no, other couple no, type other people? other couple friends. To kind of... See what their relationship is like. 
think it would help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because the more I read and listen and hear as I get older and older, all I hear are couples that bicker, can't stand one another, yet do. They are. Everything's fine. Then it's not. I think it would be a fascinating, I, I don't know who would listen. I have no idea. But it would be interesting to put the headsets on my wife, give her a microphone, and be like, all right, we're going to talk about this. The problem I have with it is my kids are at an age they start listening to podcasts. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that they need to hear any of this stuff. Right. You know? And that's I, a weird one you. that I pull back to not do it because of that. Like, I always wondered Howard Stern as his kids were growing older, and he's still talking about boobs and ass, and he's got daughters. Like, how does that conversation go in the house? At some point, you have to have it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I would think so. You know? Yeah. So, like, I would love to do that, but I I don't know that I can or should. But even then, like, in the Howard Stern era, at least that was, like, if you didn't hear it on the radio you live, you didn't hear it. Now everything lives and lives and lives forever. It lives forever, Jerry. And stuff's on video now and on TV, and then someone puts it on social media, it yeah. doesn't go away. Right. Even if you delete certain things, there are screenshots of them. Yep. You know, it's, uh, but I was thinking about that the, uh, the uh, maybe it was uh, over the weekend. I, mean, I would listen to, to that. It would be fun to do. Like, why did you do this on this day? <laughs> well, that would go well. You know, no, 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 but <laughs> just trying to get inside the mind of your significant other. Yeah. And I think it would be good for both of you, actually. And then you bring on, when you bring guests on, you bring them on as couples, not one or the other, because I don't know that that would be fair. Unless they just want to chime in on relationships in general, which would be very interesting. Yeah. Because there's always two sides to everything, always. I know. And we are really at a point with social media where it's easy to think you're the only relationship with issues because you see the Facebook, Instagram, happy post. And yet everyone's got the same issues. I am always skeptical. Of the mushy couples oh. on, like I'm, I always they're this. You know what? This is a signal they're dead in the water. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I love my wife; she's degraded. That that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> you know. Well, you know what's funny? So, I've always said one of the things I'd love to do is start a card company because cards are such a load of shit. Honestly, I mean, I love my wife to death, my parents, like all these things. But some of these cards are insane. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean. They are so incredibly over-the-top nonsense. It's like you're going, nope. No. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. All right. I know. Where's the bunny with the weird ears? Right. <laughs> and then if you get a card like that, sometimes they're like, well, this is the card? Yeah. Well, that's the good this thing. This is the like, card. Me and my wife have fun with those things. We really do. Like, we give goofy cards, and it's fun. You get too mushy. I think she looks at me like, "Yeah, who who picked this one up?" Right. <laughs> you know, the hardest to me are cards involving for your father. Okay. Right. We didn't grow up in this. Fathers nowadays are just these total mush bags <laughs> that the kids run all over. We didn't have that. Love you, Dad. I love it. Our dads were military guys. Yeah, they were just... They fought in Vietnam. (laughs) Right. They weren't these... And that's how I prefer my father. I don't want my father babying a baby and hugging a baby. Like, no. good thing you're not a father. Right. (laughs) So 
when you look for cards for Father's Day or birthdays, sure. if your dad doesn't golf, because there's a lot of golf, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of golf yes. cards, there's a lot of fishing cards, yeah. there's a lot of hilarious remote control joke mm-hmm. cards, and farts. Yes. If you don't have one of those and you want to get your father a card. A, a nice basic dad card. It is so hard. I agree. Because then it's always like, Father, you were always there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I know. It's so true. That, but that's the problem with buying cards these days. When It's funny you mentioned that about you know dads being the way they were because I, I feel like my dad was in the middle. He was not a drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. But he also, you also knew when he was pissed. But was he like, I always used the term mushy. Like, he no. didn't show affection, did he? No, we were not a hugging, right. I love you type of family like that, even though you knew it. It was kind of right. understood. Yes. Um, but it is, it's interesting from the standpoint of, as time goes by and you see how fast it goes, it's like you want to hold on to it as long as you can. And it's interesting that that era of father um, fathering, I don't know, fatherhood, whatever. Fatherhood. They, I mean, life could have ended in a blink as they were fighting in the jungles, um, lived in a day and age where drunk driving was common and legal. And you would think that they would have been the ones. Right. That would have realized they really got away with not dying young. Yeah. <laughs> and and yet not so much. Yeah. Not so much. So it's, it's yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Definitely yeah. different. They should have like just a card for your father and father's day. I turned out pretty good. <laughs> you turned out pretty good. Yeah, good job by us. <laughs> Dad, well done. Your son. <laughs> <laughs> Your son. <laughs> I ended cold. up getting a job. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have not asked you for money. <laughs> I wasn't. A, didn't turn out to be a complete loser. And when you pass, I'll take care of the expenses. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. A happy medium. Yeah. It, and it. And not to get all deep, but it, it's as they get older. Yeah. And you start to see, like, wow, they're older. Yeah. Like, what was it all for? Like, and I'm not being funny. I'm not. Yeah. This is not for Eddie to clip. I don't mean anything by this. But you really do. You sit there and think about all the time that went by. It's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I think when <laughs> fathers get older, they lose their power. Uh, They're intimidating power. I think it depends on where they are in life. Meaning, if they're still working and still in charge of people, yeah, I think they, they probably the still feel that way. I think if you get to a point where you wake up with not much to do, you feel like that. Yeah. I think that's probably very true. Like, they get too nice. Yes. Yeah. I know you know what, what it happens? When fathers get grandchildren... Maybe they soften up a little. Maybe. That's when the first beginnings of the softening. Well, and so begin. do the so do so do your moms who t- become grandparents. Yeah, you know the same people that used to say, "I made dinner. We're not going out. Deal with it." All of a sudden, they make pasta, and the grandchild says, "Oh, I'd like to go to Ruby Tuesdays." Okay, throw that out <laughs> like, in the garbage. When did, I remember having that conversation with my mom once, where. And my, my, it's weird. Like my kids never ask for anything. They really, aside from Christmas time, they're pretty good. Never an issue. And I remember one time we got, I think it was Joseph. We got him sneakers for his birthday. My parents gave him gifts for his birthday. And like two weeks later, he stayed at their house to sleep over. He was like five or six years old. 
And he came home with two new pairs of sneakers. I'm like, what the hell is this? And my mom's like, he asked for them. I'm like, his birthday was two weeks ago. We just got him new sneakers. I know, but he asked. What happened to my mom who used to tell us, save your own money. Right. And maybe when you save something and you show me that it really means something to you, I will take you to the mall and we'll get you the sneakers. You became a mush. Yep. Softened right up. And it's like, I know. Like, uh, like how, what happened? When did that change? Something happens, Jerry, when they uh, uh, you're right. become grandparents. You're, you are absolutely right about that. They soften up a little bit. That is true. A layer is peeled away. Yeah. A couple layers, I think, are peeled, yeah. peeled away. That's true. That is true. Another thing randomly, I don't know why I was thinking about this on my ride in. I really don't know why how this even came up, but I was thinking about the people I admired growing up. Right? Okay. So it was uh, David Letterman, Howard Stern. Those are like and the, dad, <laughs> and dad, <laughs> a real hard ass. <laughs> and I was just thinking that uh, when I was enjoying their um, their work, mm-hmm. I felt like I was the only one enjoying their work. Like it felt like they were performing for you. Well, I just felt like I've discovered this, and a lot not a lot of people are in on this yet, right? Right. And then as as you see performers. Uh, become professional performers, stand-up comedians, things, Mm -hmm. and you realized they were very influenced by that person, right? So Letterman was one of those. So you you, you hear comics now on on, uh, being interviewed and be like, oh, it was, you know, David Letterman was my guy. That was, you know, Johnny Carson. That was my father's Mm -hmm. talk show, you know. I like David Letterman. I was watching Letterman. I was listening to Stern when he was only on in New York and Philly and Washington and this, this, this. And then... So so then I believe it also happened with Conan O'Brien, believe it or not. Okay. But I had moved. Now, at that point, I became the older guy, right? Mm-hmm. But you hear a lot of comedians, Nikki Glaser, for example, in interviews, saying when she was a kid that I need to, I want to do what Conan is doing. Like, mm. he became this guy that was sort of uh, written off by the older generation. Yeah. Of, no, I don't even know who Conan O'Brien is. He's taken over for Letterman. Good luck. Yeah. I don't know that there's a person today that is like that for the future only because of how splintered everything is. The only thing I would say is from people I talk to, the one guy that has buzz is Jimmy Fallon. Really? People love Jimmy Fallon. Again, people in my circle, not necessarily yours. Yeah. Whenever the topic of late night TV comes up, because I actually do have this conversation about how popular it used to be, and we talk about the money they make, which I don't understand. People, Friends of mine will always say, yeah, but do you ever see Fallon on YouTube? And we always talk about this. The clips are more popular now than the show is. Right. People seem to love Fallon. I like Kimmel, but not to the point where I watch it. It's if something pops up, I'll watch it, but I'm not seeking him out. It seems like I, I think Fallon might be the guy, but I don't I don't know. I don't think it has the buzz like it had in the 80s, for yeah. sure. I was thinking, I thought, I thought about Jimmy Fallon, and then I started to think, will we will we get the next wave of people that said, oh, I'm, I'm in this, I got into the business because I love what Jimmy Fallon know. was doing. That's I don't a know. good question. I don't know. Because, I don't know if it would go further towards the stand-up circuit like they got into it because of bill burr and watching him right. now because st- everything is you know before as you know if you wanted to go see a stand-up you had to go see the stand-up now you can see the stand-up at your desk at work every day so maybe those have more of an influence now on up-and-coming yeah people i don't know 
Yeah, I loved stand up too back then. And when I felt like I knew everybody, yeah. now I, I don't know half the people that have Netflix specials. I'm like, well, so many people are trying it too. Who is this? Right. And they have a, you know, you go to their Instagram page, they have 2 yeah. million. Like, who? I don't even know who you are. Yep. I don't know. So, but with Jimmy Fallon, I always think, I think of Jimmy Fallon more like a Jay Leno, which is moms and dads and grandmothers like them. Sure. The 13 year old who is a comedian has a comedic mind, but is not accepted at school and things. That's the person I'm looking for. Like, who are they looking up to? Like we looked up to Letterman, Conan, Howard. I think you have to go find it on YouTube. Yeah. Because so there's not from, a person like no, I, yeah. just because I got an 18 year old and a 12 soon to be 13 year old, and looking at what they watch, there is no question that it is YouTube based, hundred percent. It's not TV anymore. It's just not to where I don't even. I'm literally going to drop a couple of the apps I pay for, and I'm going to pay for the YouTube app now. It's great for the commercial free because that's what they watch. That is a yeah, no, I know. game changer. I, told, I get it. Take the commercials off of YouTube. I get it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, and I was watching one of the shows with Joseph on, um, is it Saturday, Sunday? Whatever, no, Sunday. Saturday, because I was away Sunday. Saturday, I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, these commercials. I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to get you commercial free next week. And he was like, really? <laughs> like, didn't even understand what I meant. I'm like, yeah, there'll be no more skipping. And he's like, that would be amazing. I'm like, yes, I will. I'm going to get that for you. The, and they give you a free trial of it. Yeah. And forget it. The free trial. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Not I, going back. I believe it. I believe it. He uh, Like, if I asked him, do you know any shows on Channel 7? He would ask me, how do I get to Channel 7? Yeah, what is Channel 7? Yeah. it's a, He goes to the smart TV right to YouTube. And, and you know, Netflix too, a little bit. Mostly YouTube, though. And it's all. We watched a show the other day. And I got to tell you, I was even entertained. It was these, and I don't. I know Mr. Beast. We've talked about him. I don't even know who these kids were. Clearly, in I would say Arizona, New Mexico, somewhere like that. Very deserty, sunny, some cactus, and they're in a home that, in this area, I would say is probably a seven eight hundred thousand dollar house. How much it is where they are, I have no idea. And the house is nothing more than props for their show, and the show we watched was they had a big board in the living room, and on the board there were um, pieces of paper labeled 1 to 100. And you had to pick a number out of a fishbowl. And whatever number came up, you went to the board, ripped it off, turned it over, you had to do that feat. And it would be something as simple as get on on a ladder, go to the roof, and shoot a basket from the roof into the hoop that's in the pool. Soon as that's done... Cross it off the list, you get five points. First person to however many points wins. It was a 30-minute show. They had things like, you know, number 99, go to the beach, do spike ball and play, whatever. And I got to tell you, it was tremendous. And then I said to him, like, how many people have viewed this? And he's like, he looks. He's like, 91 million. Right. What? (laughs) And it's these seven or eight guys in their early 20s that come up with this concept. And he is entertained. And I got to tell you, so was I. Like, who comes up with this stuff? I don't know who, how you break through to that level. I don't either. I guess once you do, you're, you're golden. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 90 million people viewed it. I was Damn. reading another thing about what you brought up, Mr. Beast. 
So it was Mr. Beast and then this, uh, I think there's a female YouTuber, and their point was this. They both had similar numbers of people watching their videos. Okay, right. so let's say it was 100 million. Let's say it was 100 million views for a video. They were each getting 100 million views. Okay. Mr. Beast would get that with, say, 80 million subscribers. She was getting it with 20 million. Oh, interesting. So she was having stuff that people were watching over again. and over again, where Mr. Beast was a watch it and what's next. Watch. And it was like, which is better? Which would you rather have as a I believe YouTuber? I don't know about her. I believe he could be because he puts out new content every day. It's not once a week, twice a week. It's yeah. every day he's creating content. So you watch it, it's on to the next thing, I would think. But I don't know. That's to me, is you get 100 million views, who cares how many things you're putting out there? Or how many, how many subscribers unique, I guess yeah. it was about unique uh, viewers. So Mr. Beast has more unique viewers. Would that this, get paid more, do you think? I don't know. Pro- I don't think so. I think it's all by views. As long as the views are there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's an interesting world that I... I'm not real. I really look at from the outside and would love to know how these people break through. Fascinating. Yeah. Really interesting as to like what, because I'm sure there are also things on YouTube, whereas there's groups of guys doing things. That's great that no one knows about. Yeah. And how do you get to that next level? Oh, there's so much. I mean, there's so many people have have their own channels. And you tried it. It's really, and you have a following. Think about that. People start with nothing. And build it up. Mr. Beast tells a great story about how he started with, you know, 20 people watched it. And 20 turned into 40. 40 turned into 80. 80 turned into 250. And it took years. Yeah. And that's the resolve, I think. That's part of it. I think he said it took three or four years to actually break through and continued and kept putting money into it. Like, at one point, do you say, hey, ass face, this ain't working. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Because for every Mr. Beast, there's probably thousands of people that tried what he did and just gave up yeah and i try to think back like is it is for me is that because uh i'm much older now and i'm trying to think do do i consider that i did that in radio so a lot of people that i went to school with that wanted to do this dropped out along the way because the money was terrible maybe maybe and i waited it out yeah maybe if you think about it yeah like i made terrible money for years and years i mean it was Embarrassing, right. actually. The first 97, 98, 99, 2000. It was probably, it was 2001 when I actually started making a halfway decent salary. Nothing great, but halfway decent. That was five years in. And five years out of college, that took me six years to get out of because of my stupid college I chose. So that, if you think about that, from the moment I went to college for the first day, it was 11 years before I actually started making normal money. Right, not embarrassing them. Money. Not great, normal, right. very average. And then from there, it took another, shoot, another six years to get to the next step, next level. Right, so you your resolve was in that era for radio, you and I did what we needed to do. Yes. If we were in the YouTube era, would, would we be doing that with YouTube of... Pumping out content that no one was watching you know, the, until it caught I on. think the difference is we were still getting paid as opposed to you're putting the time in with very little return. No one's paying you. You're not making much. 
Yeah, and you were at a place like WFAN or another radio mm-hmm. station that was alive. Yeah, and you felt like you had a chance. Right. You just needed a break. Yeah. Which ultimately, some get, some don't. And I was lucky enough, as were you, to you know find your way to a good spot. Sure. So it's very, it is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? That right. How about that? All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Ooh, Boomer's out the rest of the week. Yes. So you got a Geo and Jerry show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. Uh, which means I'll have CeeLo in here, yes? He will be here the Ooh. next three days. Okay. Well, I'll uh, chat <laughs> And with he Cee-Lo. can try and find sound. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, CeeLo. Because, wow. Yeah. You on right. your own, CeeLo. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Jerry. So- yeah. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Manning takes the knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. We fall for it <laughs> all the time. 502, what's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? How be you? And across from me, his name is Al Connor Dukes. How are we doing? Good morning, Jerry. There was a clear line in the sand or a line in the snow this morning. I drove up from uh, beautiful Jersey Shore where me and Bruce Springsteen run the streets down there, Jerry. Oh, yeah, you're running the streets all We right. do. Yeah, when sure. Bruce is on tour, I'm in charge. Mm hmm. Uh, it was just, uh, it wasn't even raining by me. It was raining by me, but that was it. Yeah. Where, where the, was the line in the I saw, like, no snow. Well, the line in sand was I needed to get gas, which I hate doing in the middle of the night because that's when gas stations get robbed and 
crooks come th- scrolling through. But Which happens very infrequently, but it does happen. It does happen. It does and when happen. it does happen, it happens at 3 o'clock in the morning, right, when I'm getting gas. But I had a, but I, I pulled over on the uh, parkway at the Colonia rest stop. So you took the parkway. Yeah. And when I turned in there, Jerry, it, it was like four inches of snow. How about that? I was like, what the hell's going on here? They didn't plow. I mean, hey. But I'm just saying, like, I had no indication of that. And then as I went north, Route 22 in uh, New Jersey was terrible. Yeah, so we made the right decision, Eddie. Me and Eddie took the turnpike because that's usually the best route in bad weather. And you stuck with the parkway. I did, but... I'm impressed with your resolve. As I was doing it, I was like, you know what? Next time it snows, I'll go the other way. But now I know. Now Now I know know. better, Jerry. The turnpike was was fine. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie stayed on the turnpike to the tunnel. I actually did get on to 1 and 9 at around Newark Airport. And the only thing I saw snow-related was about, no joke, eight plows in a line Mm -hmm. trying to remove... Maybe half an inch of sleep. Yeah, no, it was they, bizarre. Yeah, they got to get the uh, uh, they got to get all the salt out there. Yeah, well, they got plenty of salt going too. So, so yeah, route, I saw like no snow. I was yeah. I like my route. Route twenty two, route nine, um, not as great because uh, the there, there was stuff on the ground and there weren't a lot of cars going through. So definitely in the, the bad weather, your idea, Jerry, the turnpike, turnpike. I don't know what's going on on Long Island. To me, that's a whole nother country. It's a very good question. We'll find out from G soon. Could be no, could be five feet of snow. Could be nothing going on there. I have no idea. Don't know the answer. Nor am I really concerned. Me neither. As long as G shows up, to be quite honest. Exactly. <laughs> we don't care about you, Long Island. Just please we show just up. just don't care. <laughs> nah, we care. Oh, we do care. We love our listeners oh, in Long right. Island. How would we not? That's a fair point, Jerry. Come we on do now. We love our listeners in Long Island. Of course, of course. I like to uh, scroll through Twitter. Give me give you one real quick, though. Oh, okay. Just yeah. because we're talking about the weather and the different areas. So, you know, the Nets got this kid, Mikael Bridges. Yes? I'll, oh, to... I'll, I'll take your word for it. Mikael Bridges? Yes. Okay. Oh, I didn't put it in the system yet. Never mind. Oh. I had a reaction from him. So he's from Phoenix, as you know. Oh. So he posted a video of him walking his dog and seeing snow for the first time. He wasn't having it. <laughs> that, how about that dog? That dog was like, we were just in Phoenix. I know. My man. What are you doing to me? What are we doing I, here? I know. I know. I know. It's, it is funny, though, when you think of someone that comes from a warm climate that comes here and really has probably never seen I don't know where he's from. Maybe he's seen snow and he's just not used to it and hasn't seen it for the last few years. But it would be, it's got to be eye-opening if you're not used to it. And all of a sudden, it's freezing cold. There's traffic everywhere. And now it's snowing when you're used to palm trees and sunshine. Correct. So a little different. A hey, little I'll, different. Go ahead. I'll, I'll play it later when I, I can uh, put it in the system. So I was going through. I like to go through uh, Twitter when I get in in the morning. You and, do. And see what's going on. Yes. Uh, in the sport, especially when my show sheet looks thin. Oh, it's thin. When the show sheet is very thin. Uh, so I saw this on Radar Online, which I'm still trying to confirm whether this is a real website or a fake website. All right, is the story real? Or that well, depend is, on this will the depend website. on this. Okay. I, there is no chance the story is real, but it was fun enough to bring up. Okay. But Radar Online is an American entertainment and gossip website. Uh, so it's like a T. It's the, the Inquirer. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what it's you know when it says okay. gossip. Is Radar Online a legitimate source for information? This was posted to Reddit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing that comes up is radar online credibility when you Google it. Yeah. Uh, they're listed as a gossip site. Mm, okay. So everything is to be taken with a grain of salt. Anyway, I saw this post by Blind Mike of the Kirk Minahan show, Jerry. Okay. He posted this, and uh, I want to believe. I want to believe. It says that the Tom Brady has put off 
doing a year, his, his broadcasting mm-hmm. until next year, because he wants to pursue his dream of stand-up comedy. Oh, baby. Don't you hope that's true? Not really. What? You don't want Tom Brady to go out there and bomb and stand-up comedy? I do. No, most comedians bomb. Yeah, that's true. Most comedians aren't funny. But, the only ones that are the ones we know of. <laughs> but people, when they go to comedy clubs, they go wanting to laugh, so they laugh at anything. Yeah, I've been to a couple where it's really uncomfortable. Really? I told you, I went to Craig's event where... Who was um, Craig and Evan were terrible at stand-up? No, 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 no. Oh. no I didn't say that. <laughs> I went to Craig and Evan's event, I'm yeah. sorry, where uh, I handed the Pulse of the People Award over to uh, Stu Finer. First of all, I'm glad you brought that up because Craig was ranting on the air the other day. He's not coming to our event because no one from the show goes to his events. That's not sure. I went, went. to I went. And didn't yep. you go to the one down the Jersey Shore in Tom's River? I didn't make it that day, oh, unfortunately. I was here. away or I would have gone. I would have liked to have gone. Anyhow, I went to the one in New York, and uh, he had a comedian on. She was so bad, she stopped in the middle of her set and basically apologized and left. Yeah. Like, no one was getting her, her jokes. Yeah. Well, female comedians aren't funny. No, that's, that's the thing, Jerry. That's you not true. don't it's know. not true. No, we love Nikki Glaser. now, of course. I like Sarah Silverman. Yeah, there's a lot of good... Are you nuts? I like Bonnie McFarlane. You're either funny or you're not funny. I, I would like I, to think that that Tom Brady story is not true. I'm going to think it's not true as of well. Of course. He'd be so great. Tom Brady, a comedian. Where are you guys from? <laughs> Tom Brady doing crowd work. So two guys walk into a bar. Yeah. He'd have a bunch of like bad Eli Manning puns about Eli Manning punking him in Super Bowls, Jerry. I mean, just looking at this website. Yeah. Uh, come on. Not true. I, I don't know. I don't know. I it, feel like it was. Oh, now I know where I know the it name from. Reeks of the Inquirer. Yeah, you know where I know where I uh, know this from. They What's used it? to do a lot of Howard Stern stories. Okay. Like, Howard Stern wears a wig. Howard like, all these... That's the story? Yeah, they would definitely do, like, a Howard Stern where it has fake hair. Not only that, wouldn't you think if this was... Oh, I shouldn't say that. But wouldn't you think this would be, like, the main st- one of the main stories on their website? I would think so. You go to the website. I was also I mean, expect ESPN to pick this up. <laughs> front page. Pretty sure that they let this one go. But if Tom Brady really did come out and say, oh, I do stand-up comedy... That would have to be on the top. Would that be top story on ESPN? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I would think it would be in the Post for sure and the Daily News and the New York Times. No, but I'm saying like legitimate sport. Like is CBS Sports online? Is ESPN online? If it was true, yes. Like he put out a statement. Oh, yes. Then that's front page. It's on the crawl. And I think it's breaking news if he he announces it. Breaking news, Tom Brady. Yeah. Now there is one here that does look real to me. Okay. Now, this is, they call it an exclusive. Jim Carrey threatens lawsuit over claims he went to sex perv Jeffrey Epstein's private island. I can see that. That's a Radar Online exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. That does. You don't want to be accused of going to a sex sex perv island, do you, Jerry? Lawsuit. I do not. Me neither. How about this? If this is real, now you got me down the stupid Radar Online. uh, See, it is real. Florida awarded $82 million in battle with energy drink company. I could see that being real. Awarded $82 million? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to do music anymore. He does not. So I don't know. I'm going to, based on those two stories you've given me, Jerry, from Radar Online, I'm going to go ahead and believe they're one to Tom Brady. Where are we going to go see Tom Brady do stand-up? Caroline's on Broadway. Oh, my God. Okay. I actually think that's closing, Caroline's. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's... I remember reading it. 
Is is uh, Gotham still open? I yes. know that's where Craig and Evan have yes. done their shows. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I'm going to see if this comes up anywhere. Oh, I put Tom Brady S in stand up comedy. Comes yep, right I'm up. telling you, Jerry, it's real. Maybe, maybe. Here's the problem, though. All these sites are. I don't know. The Sun. What's the Sun? It sounds fake. It nope, sounds like something that is Superman. Real, that is real. That is real well, news from London. Now, Penn Live, that's that's a legit website in Philadelphia, I okay. believe. They have a story. Is he pursuing a career yes, as a is. stand-up comic? My sources, Jerry, and I don't like to reveal my sources because that's not what people do to their sources. My sources say it's real. Well, he you don't have be, sources. You don't know that. No. He will be a stand-up comedy comic. Bro Bible has something. Yep. I believe them. The Blast. Mm -hmm. The Mirror. Yep. These are all legitimate sources, Jerry. Jerry, they're no less legitimate than CNN, Fox News. When we were told. I can't argue with you, to be quite honest. (laughs) With everything that comes out after all these stories go, you might be right. I don't know. MSN. I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady reportedly. Now, I think these probably all go back to the story you're talking about, so I don't know if it's true, but who knows? I was told uh, for a couple of years now that the uh, coronavirus didn't come out of a Wuhan lab. Now it did. <laughs> so who are we believe in? I believe Tom Brady's going to be a stand-up comic. This would be something. Now I could see, I could see Gronk being a stand-up comic because oh, he's terrible. such a dope. Right? Brady's just a. I don't. He he appears to be a stiff. Oh my gosh! Total stiff. That's why I'm not. I don't know. Our next comedian is from California. He's won six Super Bowls. <laughs> Please give a warm welcome to He's a young man. Anything funny. <laughs> a young man making his comedy debut. He Tom won Brady. seven, I think. Seven? I think he won seven. How seven and lost three. Mm, Eddie's shaking yes. <laughs> Eddie's a master at Super Bowls. <laughs> then the other thing I saw online this morning, Jerry, I can't Porn. tell if, if this is a cool move. Or a not cool move. What sport are we talking about? Uh, it's a, It involves a WFAN talk show host. Oh, interesting. So that's how it's sports related. Okay. Keith McPherson, Jerry. He, yes. He, uh, oh, fills, I know. He I fills know. in at night. I or saw fills this in at too. Night. He, I know. He is the night show. He filled in for Craig. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having a baby boy, I, Jerry. I saw you announced it yesterday with Evan, I think. Oh, lovely. He's, uh, he's having a baby boy. Yes. Very excited about it, too. And he should be. He tweeted out. Yeah. His Amazon wish list, if anyone wants to buy a gift. Yeah. I saw that, too. So I have two two thoughts here. All right. One, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Two, if cool. girls that have, you know, OnlyFans pages get gifts, why can't he? Why can't Keith get a gift for his baby? So what the hell are you doing? You or know- why not? Yeah. I'm not sure which side I fall on, to be quite honest. Me too. When I first saw it, I was like, what is this? And then I was like, huh, but if a stroller rolls up on the front porch. It might. It very well could. And what if people just send Amazon gift cards? You're not forced to give a gift to to Keith McPherson. I'm not begging anybody. Just, I'm going to do this once. If you're interested, great. If you're not, great. Uh, Move on with your life. I might do that today. Why not? How about this? Here's, Here's how this goes. All right. In lieu of payment for the warm-up show, <laughs> we have registered. <laughs> Jerry and I have registered on Amazon. I've had my heart set on a tea set that I would love to have in my home. But no plastics. No, no plastics. It's got to be metal. Yes, or ceramics. That is funny. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the, my initial reaction was bad luck. After it going, 
it doesn't hurt. Could you put a Samsung watch on for me? <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like the fitness watch. Oh, you want it on our list? I'd like a Samsung All watch. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, Jerry. I put that right on our Amazon oh, wish. Pretty funny. Yeah, and just even regular hot chicks. I know, and have they and get on wish lists. And you, we did this story on the podcast four or five years ago. Yeah. And I remember you coming up with some of the claims that the girls had. That at the time, I remember saying, no way. But yeah. then as time went on, I'm like, we were like, you know what? This is probably legit. Like, they're making money and getting gifts. Yep. And God bless them. Why are we them. getting gifts, Jerry? We well, need Amazon We don't list. put that out there. Right. That's why. Because we stand by and do nothing. You want to create an Amazon uh, registry? <laughs> <laughs> I think it works if you're having a baby. I'm not sure it works just to, Well, like, these hey, girls aren't having a, a baby. I know, but those... That's difference. for their boobs. The world is different for hot chicks, Jerry. But you have to uh, pay for Whimsy's MRI. Yes, so I've got to pay for Whimsy's MRI. With a picture of her, like, laying Sad. down. Well, now yeah. you're, but now you're looking for a GoFundMe page for the dog. Yeah, and I, I don't want to do that. Right. I want to buy gifts. With we want to be transparent, Eddie. We want stuff. <laughs> Eddie and I always think... Of, I think about this with, uh, with good-looking women that just have a... Amazon wish list. Eddie and I love this all the time. If, uh, we occasionally, if there's a good-looking woman comes into the studio, whether she's with a uh, an athlete or with somebody. Whenever I see that, I think I'm getting fired the next day. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry, we've got a new update. Uh, and they always tell Eddie and I, like, you know who's really nice? Yeah, guys. <laughs> guys are the best to you because you're a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yes. You know who's nice? Everyone with a penis. Yeah. You know who's really nice? Like, if you somebody like freaking Jeffrey Dahmer was in here, that guy's, oh, he was so nice to me. Yeah. Yes, he was nice to you. It Beautiful women see the world in a whole different light, Jerry. You're right. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's nice. Everyone wants to lend a hand. Yeah. In a lot of cases, you're right. Now, what they do also we have? see other sides, too, that are not so great. Which but is yes. What? Uh, being harassed. All right. I think they get it from all different angles. That's true. But you are correct in what you say that. If you're pretty and you're pleasant, yeah, everyone's going to be nice to you. Well, uh, not everyone, most I, people. I think it works for for handsome men as well. Yeah, handsome like 22, 23 year old guy. For guess sure. who's nice? Women. Yeah, to you, that is very true. Put a couple bucks in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> now we're really nice, <laughs> and that goes both ways as well. I think we're just nice to good looking people, whether they're men or male or female. I think we're nicer to better looking people. Probably. I think we're nice towards nice people. Hmm. I think that we're kind of like you could have a female or a guy that are gorgeous in their own right. Yeah. But if they're a complete tool, personality is is actually to me as much as important as the looks are. That's a good point. They have to be. You could start off good looking and your attitude can drop you down some. And you're a pig. You could start off average yeah and have a fun attitude completely and, elevated yes no there's no and that goes for a guy and a girl yep. there's no question about that sure does Jerry. so you're right that's why that's why we have been elevated from twos to Correct. fours <laughs> right we're fours right now <laughs> maybe a five <laughs> we'll take a quick break 518 we got boomer and geo coming up at uh, six o'clock warm-up show till then on the fan Hi, 525. What is up? It's a Tuesday. A little messy out there, so be careful going to work. 
Hopefully our guys get here soon. I saw the booms walking around. That's always a good thing. Jerry, I hope you didn't purchase a Carson Wentz Commanders jersey. I don't think anybody purchased a Carson Wentz Commanders jersey. He's gone. Yeah, nah, please. You don't think that? Do you think? Yeah, people did, of course. No, of course. But do you think if you went to a random Commanders game last season, a home game, would you say there were thousands of Carson Wentz jerseys or under a thousand? That's a really good question. <laughs> Over under a thousand jerseys. Boy, I, there's got. I would say, uh, yeah, at least four figures. There's got to be at yeah. least a thousand of them. It's an eighty thousand seat stadium. Right. I know things didn't go well for him in Indy, but I think for a franchise that's starving for a, a franchise quarterback, I would think there was some level of intrigue based on how he started his career in Philly. That you know what. He's going to get this thing right here. It's going to turn it around. Yeah, I would say at least, yeah, you're talking about 80,000 people. Right. At least 1,000 people had a Carson Wentz jersey, yes. Okay, so you think yes. there are 1,000 people that go to the game I in would a Carson Wentz so. jersey. For now, and now what they've become is a car washing sponge. Yeah, you got to. He's gone. At this point, I don't know, with all these teams, I would just buy throwback. I'm with you. Give me Joe Theismann jersey. I agree. I agree. There's way too much player movement, and you don't know how long a guy's going to be here for. And then when you got a guy that's pretty good, once his uh, that rookie deal's over, you don't know if he's going to get cut, right? Leave. It's, yeah, I'm with you on that. Do you think? If, like, I don't know if Dak Prescott's going to be a Cowboys quarterback much longer. Right. And you have your Dak Prescott jersey. Right. What do you do? I, not nothing. That becomes th- a throwback. Do you think the majority of people going to Washington Commander games in a jersey? Or the majority of people have a Sean Taylor jersey on? Ah, that's a good question. Majority, no. A lot, yes. I think the majority still might be, and I'm just throwing this out there, still might be the Theisman, Manly, Monk type from the 80s. Yeah, like, and I don't, I've only been to Washington two times and I don't really remember. I would think you would have collectively more jerseys of the throwback variety from the 80s than you would today's team. Yeah. And I know Sean Taylor's kind of in between those two, and I know his story is tragic. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of them around, but would that be the majority of the jersey? I'm going to say even Doug Williams. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl, I I would say more from the past past. John Riggins, maybe. Yes. That that might even be the most popular one, actually. Uh, walking around Phoenix for Super Bowl mm-hmm. week, uh, there, there, there were not a lot of Cardinals jerseys. But when you saw a Cardinals jersey, it was Tillman. Oh, okay. Can't go wrong with I the Tillman say jersey. Kurt Warner. Okay. No. No, I didn't see I, a and single I think, Kurt Warner jersey. And that jersey, too, to me, I don't care who you root for. You buy that jersey, I think it's great. Right. That's so. a jersey that says, like Hulk Hogan, I am a real American. Yeah. That's interesting. Fight for the rights of every man. Who would you call other than to take him out of the mix? If I said to you right now, who would you say is the most popular and the most complete cardinal? That, with Current? That, that would no oh. of all time. Would you go Neil Lomax? I go Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, I, I don't. I couldn't argue with that. My that's also recency bias too. Yeah. A little bit. My 1980s. Al wants to say Jim Hart, the quarterback. Jim Hart. He was before Neil Lomax. I don't even remember Jim Hart. <laughs> Jim Hart. Yeah, Jim Hart, Jerry. If you would have said to me, who's Jim Hart? Yeah. I would say, oh, here we go with the wrestling again. <laughs> I would not have said a Cardinals That was Jimmy Hart. He, you're no, right. I know. Jimmy Hart was a manager. I, I, that's how I know the name. I don't think Cardinals quarterback. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. All I right. can't remember anyone who was on the Cardinals in that era. Darren, Darren Deardorff, of course. Yeah, that's 70s. Oh, that's okay. even 70s, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would think Wasn't so. Wasn't Otis Anderson a yes, Cardinal? Yes, he was a great Cardinal. That's, and, that's kind of what was before the Giants. I mean, I'm wondering where you where your mind would go and you went to Jim Hart. And the Mine immediately goes to Neil Lomax. I don't know why. Yeah, well, he played a long time there. Yeah. It's I like also, I like on Twitter sometimes you'll see someone will post what comes to mind when you see this logo. Yeah. That was kind of the idea I just had. And for you, Neil Lomax. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Where is Neil Lomax? Where are you? I hope he's still alive. We hardly knew ye. Well, I hope he's still alive, Jerry. You know the Emmett Smith Cardinals? It <laughs> <laughs> was funny. Top five, he'd have been in there. <laughs> I swear, just for the visual of Emmett Smith in the Cardinal uniform. And which team did? Um, oh, come on. Who? He played a detective with the attractive brunette. Uh, I can't think of the name of the show. He was a football player too. Hey, I'm blanking out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. No, who else was a football player? Webster's dad. Yes, on Alex the Bears. Wasn't he on the yeah, Bears? Uh, or I think Lions. Oh, it was but Lions. I could be, okay, I could be sorry about that. Uh, Jim Lomax, uh, Neil Lomax, I'm sorry, is 64 years old. Look at him, Jerry. What yes. about Jim Hart? Put in Jim Hart Cardinals. Jim see if he comes up. Hart. And do you remember Jim Hart, quarterback of the Cardinals? Jim oh, Hart is 78 years old. Oh, I'd love to get him out in the field to slinging it. I don't QB remember QB competition him. between Jim Hart and Neil Lomax. See who's still got it. Let's see. I'm, so I'm doing former football player turned actor. Is let's see who comes up. Eleven players who became f- like real actors. Yeah, Eddie, what's this show? Oh, ask you, I, what is the TV show? He was a former football player, and he was with a brunette as his partner. They were like detectives. It's a oh God. My mind is shot. Fred Dreyer. That's it. That's it. Hunter. Thank you. Yes, that comes. Which from I the- love that show, and I watched Hunter before <laughs> I knew he played. In the NFL, and I remember as a kid, I was blown away. Like, he, what? Yeah, he played in the NFL. Thank you, Fred Dreyer. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Sepinara, Jerry. Of course, he's always on it. He is our digital. That's who I was thinking. Producer. Of. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, let's see what else do I have here, Jerry. This is uh, this this story smells fishy to me. This is a smells fishy. Going story. back to Tom Brady as a comedian. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That'll stink, though, too, Jerry, from the head down. <laughs> this is a story that smells fishy to me. Araldis Chapman. Yeah. He's on the Royals now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I actually thought he was retired. Yeah. And then I forgot he signed with Kansas City. So this smells fishy to me, Jerry, and mm-hmm. I need my investigative reporters to look into this. Yeah. Araldis Chapman uh, is injured. He slipped and fell in his home, mm-hmm. cracking a tooth and splitting his lip. Yeah, it doesn't sound so fishy to me. Grown men who are athletes do not slip and crack teeth in yeah, their homes. You could. And based on his past, Jerry, something is fishy. I know. I and get it'll that, come out. But I actually don't think this is that bizarre. You think a grown man, an elite athlete, falls in his house and cracks his tooth? I think you could slip, yes. I don't buy that. Like, have you ever, have you ever sprayed uh, Pledge? Oh, I used to love Pledge. And Lemon s- scent, and some of it kind of gets on the gets floor. On the floor, sure. And then you go to dry it, mm-hmm. and then you walk over it in socks. <laughs> Whoop! That is true. Socks. It on does the happen. Floor. It does happen. Yeah. I almost took a pre- I almost fell down the stairs on Saturday. I would have said something smelled fishy. Uh, no. Jerry Reckle fell down the stairs, and sadly, would not be the first time in this house. 
I for the stairs going down to the basement, the first the first month we were in the house, I I my again in socks, I slipped off I, I want to say four or five steps to go right on my back. Really? And it was brutal. Like, and, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And Saturday I was carrying some floor planks as I'm trying to get that in order again. <laughs> and I almost slipped. I caught myself. So it doesn't So I don't not know. fishy to you. It, no, I could it be? Absolutely. So if this were a Could segment, be, yeah. if this was a new segment called Fishy, Not Fishy. <laughs> I'm not making shirts that say fishy or not fishy. <laughs> I think they'd sell. <laughs> if I were to say, Jerry, fishy, no no fishy. <laughs> fishy, no fishy. <laughs> That's stupid. Jerry, in this new segment called Fishy, No Fishy, um, are all this Chapman slipping and falling in his home, cracking a tooth? <laughs> Fishy, 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 fish, a fish, a fish, a fish, a fishy, ooh, oh, fishy, 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 fish, that went with an eye, it goo. So you're going not fishy. I'm going to say not fishy. Okay. I'm going to say. Not fishy. I'm going to say by the end of this week, it's only Tuesday. That is fishy. Something else coming out You about might this. be right. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna in this in this sense. Yeah. I'm gonna say it is what it looks like. I mean, this is the, right. didn't he shoot guns into the ceilings of in his house? I mean, this guy's nuts. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's not, and he hasn't fishy, had some fishy, issues. Fishy. By the way, what's dumber, fishy, no fishy, <laughs> or I'm really surprised. That's really surprising. <laughs> That was one of the worst segments that we've ever done. The problem with it's really surprising is I blew through all of my topics in the one because little segment. Because it was segment. so stupid. Yeah, that was the problem. It didn't work. No, it didn't work. But I, to the point where you came back from the break and you said, you know, sometimes you try things and you realize very quickly that sucked. That was True. really surprising. <laughs> I will tell you this, though, Jerry. If you think you heard the last of Fishy No Fishy... <laughs> You are incorrect. I'll, all right, I'll tell you. coming back. I'll tell you this. Based on the audio that we have, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> fishy, no fishy. By the way, you know. Oh, fishy, 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 fish. <laughs> By the way, you know we have this live show oh, in Jersey City yes. on April 7th. Are you doing fishy, no fishy? Um, thank you, Jerry. A live fishy, no fishy with that, oh, with that production. Just be careful. <laughs> Fishy, fishy. That can go in a bad direction. Fishy, no fishy. Yes. You never know. You never know. How do you smell? Fishy, no fishy. Oh. That's exactly what I was just referring to, you jackass. That used to be like the worst, like in junior high thing. It'd be like the quote unquote smells like fish. It was like the the, the, the most disgusting, weird thing Hence for teenage why no boys one wants to, talk to hear about. that. Exactly. Fishy. Anybody running around Colonia High School? Fishy, no fishy. <laughs> oh, if I could get that going in Colonia High School, Jerry, I'd be a proud alum. Oh, my God. Right, right, right now, you're a disgraced <laughs> alum. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. 536. <laughs> Who knows? Something stupid on the other side, I'm sure. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock on the fan. Song about fishing. Don't have 
Yeah, it's a very unique uh, cut on uh, a replacement's greatest hits. This is the drummer singing. Perhaps it should be off the greatest hits. Well, that's why I didn't make an album, Jerry. It was like uh, a deep cut. Oh, my God. All he wants to do is fish. Okay, well, fishy, fishy. Fishy, fishy. <laughs> we start that next Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be a, a new thing. Oh, fishy, 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 fish. Oh, my God. I have no idea where that's from, that clip that he's playing. Do you I have any either. idea? Uh, I don't. I think it's like a Monty Python, maybe, but oh. I have no I never g- could get into Monty Python. I never saw it. I mean, I saw a couple. I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I couldn't get into any of the English humor stuff. I like Mr. Bean. He didn't talk, though, right? Uh, no, <laughs> but I did like Mr. Bean. Yeah. And I was, see, Mr. Bean, I'm trying to think. I know there's more that I've watched, but that one specifically. Growing up, I used to watch on PBS. Yeah, he was big on PBS. My, I remember my mom one Christmas bought me the DVD collection. Mr. Bean. And I watched it. It was great. That guy didn't have to memorize any lines. No. speak. But you had to be visually funny. Yeah. And he was. Very visually funny. He was. Uh, the only other one, like, I, the only British comedy that I got into was The Office after watching the, the U.S. Office. See, that's a show I've never watched and the people, British version? Any version. Yeah. I've, and I love Steve Carell. I don't know why I've never put it on. And now my son's watching it, binge watching. Yeah. He's like, I don't, how did you not watch this? I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't. Right, but now you uh, just imagine, like, you have all those seasons ahead of you I, if you want to get into it. If I want to, yes. But here's my problem. I see so many people doing that. I feel like, eh, I don't want to just join the crowd. You you want to stand I'm away refrain. from the crowd, not yeah, with the refrain. crowd. We'll see. All right. Uh, Pat McAfee, Jerry. Oh, I got a lot of sound from him. Uh, he has been officially served by Brett Favre. Yes, and he had, he had a very funny line when the woman came to the door to serve him. My dogs, I told him, sicker. <laughs> <laughs> He's sicking his dogs on those serving papers, lady? <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that. Oh, so that actually is a real thing. When you get served with papers, someone just knocks they on your door. They serve you papers. Yes. She apparently, the way he says it, she knocks on the door and she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she goes, but I have to, Mr. my company here. Mr. Brett Favre has served you with the papers. Yes. And so. My dogs, I told him, sick him. <laughs> sick him. My dog wouldn't know what to do if I said sick him. Right now, your dog is just relaxing, trying to not be in pain. She is. She's relaxing right exactly. now. Yeah, I actually watched this whole, he did 12 minutes on this yesterday. And it's it's interesting because I agree with everything he's saying. It makes none of it makes any sense. He said. None. He said once you, when you get served papers, you have the person's address who served you papers. Yeah. So he has Brett Favre's address yes. now, and he's going to write him a letter. <laughs> what are you doing? And then, and then this is this is amazing yeah. to me. This is him saying Favre's lawyer had a message for him. Oh. Essentially, lawyer said he's going to bankrupt me, and if I if I I'll learn my lesson if he mm-hmm. bankrupts me. Okay, pal. I think that's going to happen. All right. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, is that the idea here? Just to take him to court, make him spend money? Because that's what it sounds like. I don't know. I kind of have a feeling Pat McAfee might have more money than Brett Favre at this point. He might. That's very possible. You know? I mean, Brett Favre made a lot. I don't think. I mean, McAfee, by all accounts, is making hundreds of millions of dollars for that show. Right. So, I don't know. He did. He did make a point of feeling a great responsibility for all the people he employs that he's hoping this doesn't take too much of his money. And he alluded to trying to get this out of Mississippi courts and into federal court because he's a little concerned by the way oh, they run things the, down there. That the, uh, that the folks in Mississippi, Brett Favre, can't yes. do no wrong? Correct. Yeah, that But is, as he that also is... said, you know, the state auditor is mentioned in the He's like, it's the state auditor. He goes in text messages that you wrote. 
And then they kept saying, like, all we did was react to the stuff that the state put out there. Like, we didn't make stuff up. The state put the stuff out there. We read the... And I would sit there and think that every sports radio station around the country did the same thing. Yeah, Brett Favre looks very guilty. Very guilty. And you said that, Jerry, in case he wants to sue somebody. Nobody that does, was Jerry. though. I mean, based on what's been out there, I don't know how yeah. you could think anything otherwise. Yeah, I think Brett Favre probably was like, I'll just sue Pat McAfee and and, and hopes that something would change. And now they're both now head-to-head. Now it's going to actually happen. I, no, it's going to happen. I mean, he actually says at one, at, at one point. Excited to see how it all goes? Yeah. yeah. Pretty excited about it. And I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has a good attitude about this, this Pat McAfee. He said uh, he's going to see it as a learning opportunity to see what goes on in these courts. Well, he'll find out if it ever gets there. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be on a jury while I'm still working because that's very disruptive to my my work week, Jerry. But when I retire, I'm going to be begging to sit on juries. You're going to go volunteer to be yeah, a juror. Especially like a murder trial or something where there's DNA evidence. And I'm gonna you. I'm going to take over the... The juror room. I'd be head juror, whatever that's called. Yeah, I'd be worried for your safety. If I was head juror? Yeah. Mm. I could see someone in there wanting to punch you square in the face. On the fellow juror? Because you're, yeah. I'm like, you idiot. Look right, at that, Exactly. Evidence. And that would happen. Yeah. And then you're going to say it to the wrong person who's going to have <laughs> a difference of opinion, and you're going to get knocked out cold. And then I'll have to sue him. And you might sue juror. him. That is true. A- and, then, and then the other... The other ten jurors don't like you either, and they will refuse to testify against you. <laughs> you all against were in the him. room. <laughs> That's right. I have ten eyewitnesses. We saw nothing. You, you slipped and cracked your tooth. <laughs> you're saying you all had your heads turned when this yeah. other juror punched me in the face. Pretty sure that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, something happened with the Cardinals manager, Oliver Mormal. Marmol. We talked about this yesterday, yeah. I know, but there's something something that came Yeah, you know it. what happened? The baseball office has probably called these two idiots and said, knock it off. Well, it's interesting because yesterday we brought up the story that uh, Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol and umpire C.B. Buckner, they didn't shake hands prior to Saturday's game. Mm-hmm. And you said actually yesterday, Jerry, you said, is this going to be the first thing on uh, the commissioner's His to-do list? Yeah. Because it's not good that umpires and managers have a beef situation. Mm -hmm. Well, yesterday we had uh, Cardinals, I think Mets. Mm -hmm. I think they're playing the Mets. Correct. They shook hands. Yes. Buried, Jerry. Done. It's over. All buried. All you had to do was call them up say, hey, dummies, let's go. Let's just knock this off and it's enough. Do you think they had a conversation or they just were each told, you're shaking his hand, move on? My suggestion was, if you remember yesterday, was to get the two of them on a Zoom call together and just hash it out and let's move on. Now, I don't know how it went down, but something clearly was said. Yeah. You know, whether they were personal phone calls, individual phone calls, I don't know. But that's what I would have done. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the baseball where you had the game. So we had the game the other day that ended in the tie because the batter didn't look at the pitcher. Okay. Pitch clock situation. Yes. Then there was one at bat yesterday in a game where the pitcher wasn't ready. The batter wasn't ready. So the umpire calls timeout. One, one count. (laughs) Ball against you. Strike against you. Wait a second. It started one, one and it one. It started one, one. Because the pitcher wasn't ready and the batter Correct. wasn't ready? Neither was in the spot they That's were supposed awesome. to be in. So I, lo- I actually love it. I think Me we're going to, all these kinks will be worked out by opening day. And I will tell you from watching the little baseball that I've seen since the, since the weekend, like MLB had a couple of games on yesterday, watching an inning here and inning there, it moves and it's got great pace to it. There's very little, I would venture to guess, 
I don't know this. I'm going to venture to guess that the average length of a baseball game this year is going to be in the two-hour and 40-minute range. As opposed to what? Three hours. 302. Okay. I think they're going to shave 20 minutes off each game. I got in the car yesterday to go get my dog, and I popped on uh, Tiki and Tierney. His old fellow calls in because, of course, he told Back you. Back in my day. I've been watching baseball since 1951. You know what his suggestion was? <laughs> Less commercials. That'll speed the game up. <laughs> He was not grasping Tiki going, well, that's kind of the revenue source, so that's not going to change. But even, all right, even if it wasn't the revenue source, you do realize players have to come on the field, get on the field, and the pitcher still gets their eight warm-up pitches. Yeah, and Tiki goes, you know, like, he goes, the commercial breaks of baseball are shorter than you think, sir. He goes, they're probably like two minutes and 30 seconds. Minute 40. The guy goes, cut it in half. (laughs) (laughs) I think even without commercials, it's about a minute and a half. We're just because the guy jogging in, jogging out, warm-up throws, pitcher has to get ready, throw down to second. It's probably about, if it's not a minute, it's at least least a minute 10, a minute 20. It has to be. What about this for baseball? No commercials, no sponsorships. Let's (laughs) Let's get this thing moving, Jerry. And pitch clock. And a pitch clock. New length of games, an hour and 10 minutes. (laughs) Full nine innings. There was something else with baseball, and I'm blanking out. Another baseball story, Jerry? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what it was? I saw a story. I saw a headline. I didn't read the article, so I don't really want to bring it up. But it's something to do with the NBA. Maybe it was someone's idea. Maybe it was the NBA's idea about having, like, a target score to end games. (laughs) Because they're worried about players playing too many minutes. I mean, it's hilarious. The first to 69. Not in four quarters in terms of overtime. Oh, okay. So that there's not double and triple overtime games. Ooh, that's interesting. It's I might stupid. like that. It's stop. Hold on. So you're telling me that the, uh, it's 110-110, we're heading to overtime. Whoever gets the 121st wins? Something like that. I like it. Yeah, I don't care for it. Only because it's five minutes. And you, how many double and triple overtime games do you think there are? And not for nothing, the fans love that. I mean, come on. One of the, one of the best playoff games I've ever seen was Nets-Pistons triple overtime and now you can make the case because the nets were gassed jason kidd specifically was gassed by the end of it because he played a ton of minutes they wound up losing the next two games in jersey and lost the series because they were just exhausted it was awesome like that game was phenomenal we we're gonna have a target score again i don't know if there's any truth to it or someone just had it as an idea but with the way we're changing the rules in all these sports wouldn't shock me. I read it on Radar Online, so I think it's all <laughs> real. Yes, that's happening, and Tom Brady's going to be at uh, Gotham next month. All right, quick break, 5.53. When we come back, we will wrap it up. And then after that, you know them as Boomer and Geo. They'll be here at 6 on The Fan. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on Carson Wentz. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. There's so maybe even less than that. We got Boomer and Gio on this sloppy Tuesday. What else, Al? What'd you say? I see that uh, Damian Lillard, Jerry. You know he scored 71 points the other night. I did hear that. And then he got drug tested. Yeah. All right. See, I this I happens would, all the time. I would appreciate that. I would like. I would look at it You're like a good so thing. You're so good. What are you on? Right. You think I'm? So, I am so good. You think I'm on some sort of drugs, Jerry? I'd be like, here. It's just like how the results come back. Fishy. Not fishy. Fishy, not fishy, Jerry. You know, you saw DK Metcalf played in that uh, NBA All-Star game, Celebrity All-Star game, and he did some amazing things on the court, Jerry. 
Next thing you know, you tell drug me. test drug by test. the NFL. Drug test me. That The funniest thing you just said is you saw DK Metcalf in the NBA celebrity <laughs> game. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm sure Sorry, he Jerry, was there. Sorry, to bother you. <laughs> uh, I didn't say it was a bother. Just didn't see you it. You didn't see it. No. Just, I'm surprised you didn't see the news story about it. I didn't. Mm. That was, was that Friday night, that game? Whatever. It's like when you All see right. a DUI checkpoint. And you haven't had any drinks. Be like, test me. Yes, Pull test me my, right I over. I used to have a lot W-F-A-N, of WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.